doing it in unison <laughs> it's freaking we're just really out. good at we'll it go right after hello and welcome to episode 74 of geeks the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this room i'm your host al white and joining me today katie watson quel surprise hey C'est thanks I'm back it's been a while it has been a while on this one yeah on the, on the some weekly. of the retrospectives with you yes you're on the it's been a while since i've been on the invasion of the body snatches podcast which is about to start going up and yeah people will know you from other things friday 13th probably you're in that retrospective <laughs> yes i was in that one and also joining us alison holland hello the lady who's on this podcast almost as much as me right now because you're also on the invasion <laughs> um and then you're going to be on a forthcoming texas chainsaw massacre one because you're Correct. Texan. Exactly. you're the only texan That's we know the only reason basically yes yep. how you guys doing how's your week been what have you been up to eating stuff Good. watching eating. stuff playing stuff it's pretty much my life first two for me first two so ali you're not a gamer at all are you not really so you've been subjected to all of us since you joined our company <laughs> playing various video games has there ever been anything that's like piqued you where you've looked at it and been like oh it's actually interesting or is it always like okay mm, not for me i enjoy the peaceful ones the pretty peaceful ones pretty peaceful yeah okay you don't enjoy watching me kill robot dinosaurs i'll watch people do it (laughs) i don't really have any desire to jump into it and try to mostly because i still can't figure out you tried to teach me when we were in london how to walk in a consistent way and turn and not speed up instead of turn or what what were we playing i forget um was it first person the spooky one Oh, Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah, well, oh that's gosh. first person. That was very hard. <laughs> you started her out on Resident Evil. She was trying Evil. to teach. We like, just, just get used to the remote. I, I was like, ah! <laughs> no way. Like, yeah. I have never felt so uncoordinated. Oh you know, first <laughs> person. Like, we're going to go hunting. Here's a spear. There's the bear. <laughs> Have fun. So, yeah, most people who do first person is like, you, they hate it. And then you have to just find your way to break in. Like, you have to find a game where you like the story enough. And then you get into it. And then you're fine after a few hours. You but, had me sit in that one room and walk in circles. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did when I was teaching Until her. I was, like, evil I man. Was. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, sorry about that. Were you uh, upset with her that day? <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, she I would not say. pretty games. I would not say first person. I did that too. I like the pretty ocean one. Yeah. The hawk flying VR one was fun. Oh, well, we were doing a lot of VR. So I like yeah. VRs. I love to try. Um, it's an easy in video games but it doesn't really get you ready for anything else in video games but yeah i wouldn't start with the first person i would start with third person um, and just something easy yeah you said journey when we were talking about this the other day games that was one of the ones that really got me when i first played it because it was one coming from my simple background with video games which was like racing and first person shooters and things that were really basic and now outdated um, or classic, as you would call them. Um, <laughs> but they're just more Journey like was typical. the one that kind of like opened up a whole new chapter for me. Yeah. Games. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we'll try one on you at some point, Allie. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll report back. Um, what have you been eating, watching, playing? You've been playing. You've been back in the horizon big time. I fell back in the horizon pit. Because <laughs> um, you were like, so just clarify, your relationship with Horizon, you were crazy excited for this game for years. Yeah, it was like my most anticipated game for at least a year. Yeah. Because we went to E3 and I was like, what? 
Yeah, we did that thing when you went that year. Uh, what was it 2014? It's the only E3 I'd ever been 15, to. 2015. To be and you went from, mm-hmm. yeah, Last Guardian. Uh, well, that was the last one. It had uh, Horizon, then Uncharted 4, right. and then The Last Guardian. And you went from room to room to room as they displayed different ones. Right. And Yumi and Alex were at it. Um, and we all kind of picked which one was our favorite one. And you were like, yeah, Journey. No. Sorry, Horizon. Horizon. <laughs> uh, Horizon yeah. was the one for you. And then it came out and you played it. I was really excited about it. Yeah. Um, I think that it, it is difficult to come off the back of Uncharted. Because um, Uncharted is such a... Like, it, I don't know what... I, I've like sat and tried to figure out what it is about Uncharted that is more exciting to me than this than Horizon is. And I can't quite decide what that element is um but horizon to me like the more that i get into it and i just checked like yesterday the day before and i'm only like 30 percent, 35 percent in yeah there's a big so there's a big game and i think the more that i play it the more intrigued i become by it um because before it was like really repetitive when you when you're first starting like the game mechanics and what you have to do and your your missions and your side missions and everything they're just the same thing over and over again and they it's a lot like tomb raider and the idea of you know like oh well in order to expand your map without actually physically walking the map you have to climb these tall necks like these really tall dinosaurs and then though you like rewire them and then you it opens up more of your map for you or oh, yeah. Ali looks so it. happy now you took it as soon as you said tall dinosaurs a big grin came <laughs> on <her back. laughs> those are the coolest dinosaurs in my opinion because like they're the like little chicken ones no those are such but they're so fun looking. Those chicken ones. Yeah, just wait till one of them's like shooting <laughs> like those fucking beams in your face <laughs> and jumping at you at the same time. And then it has a friend inevitably that attacks you. It's just really great. Typically, because you like, because <clears throat> interesting you said about Jardic, we haven't talked about that, but you like open world games a lot. You play Far Cry, it was like yeah, a big I love end Far for Cry. you. Um, and Horizon's got a lot of things other than it's third person, it's got a lot of similarities um, with Far Cry. Uh, and Uncharted, whereas Uncharted is just, you know, it's a narrative, sh- like, shooter game. Like, the one thing I would say with Uncharted, because I would say Horizon is as beautiful as Uncharted. Arguably. I know, I just, I don't um, know what it is about it. Like it's I, character I just, writing. <laughs> like, uh, just the bits I've overheard with you with Horizon, I keep just laughing at some of the she, dialogue. Like, it's her horrible. responses to stuff are so strange. Um, because you think you understand what her motives are and who she is as a character. And then, yeah, your, your limited responses are all three, th- all three options will be things that I never think that she would say, yeah. um, in my opinion. Um, so I have a really hard time, I think, with her as a character, which maybe that was the initial reason that I got a little bit turned off by the game was because I was excited about her as my lead. I was excited to like run around with a strong, fun um, like woman lead character who could take care of herself. She's a badass, but she's smart. You know, all those elements that, you know, are best representations of women. And then you get there and she's just got such a chip on her shoulder the entire time. And you're like, you're just kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing you're pretty because otherwise <laughs> no one would want to do stuff with you. Cause like, that's the thing. And then that's the other thing is that 90% of your interactions with men start with them hitting on you mm-hmm. like in a weird undertoned sort of way and then she kind of like scoffs about it but the, that is a lot of your relationships is like her turning down dudes who are just like 
hey, maybe, you know, later when you're done killing these dinosaurs, you know, my cabin. You can get caveman. Yeah, and it's it's just a little bit weird. Like, yeah, I, I think their writing is, is off a bit in the game. But. And let's not understate the fact that as Horizon came out, obviously Breath of the Wild came out as well. Yeah. And you just got to switch. And I was in a different country and like texted you and was like, try Breath of the Wild. And you did it for one day, got really fed up with it. And I was like, no, no, just persist. Like, go a different direction, do something different. It's my downfall that the Switch is portable. That was the thing yeah. that really got me. If it wasn't, I don't think I would have gotten as into Zelda as I did. Do you feel when, because obviously you got big into Zelda um, and you're, you're near the end, like you can obviously, I mean, obviously at any point you can go to Ganon, but you're in a very good place to go to yeah. Ganon. Do you feel now that you've gone back to Horizon and got into it? I know you're missing stuff like the wingsuit. Obviously, everyone misses the climbing from Zelda. But do you feel if Horizon had been portable on the Switch that you would actually have played more of that than Zelda? Um, I don't know. That's a tough hypothetical question. Um, That's what I said. Because <laughs> Zelda, I think it is really cool to <clears throat> see it up on a big screen. But Horizon, I think, is meant to be on a big screen. Like, you don't really appreciate that world that they've worked so hard to build mm -hmm. if you're just looking at it on something handheld as small as the Switch. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's Do you really have a, difficult. Because like, I know for a long time you really sold it. You know, you prefer it to Horizon. Are you back into Horizon? Are you favoring I Horizon? I still prefer now? Zelda, I think. Okay. Um, honestly, if there was a wingsuit in Horizon, I would love it like 30% more. Yeah. I really would. Um, just because in any of other of the open world games besides Tomb Raider, you have a method to cross long distances in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. And you just get so spoiled with that and you get used to having that element built into a game that now that i don't have it i just i really 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 miss it to the point that i climb up on stuff and i go what what's my wingsuit button and i have to constantly remind myself that i don't have one yeah which like you said is uh, well not like you said but yeah like not just zelda with that but you're used to far cry and both yeah. of those games you're wingsuiting around all the time it yep. just makes traversal so much easier yeah it's kind of goofy but a lot of things in horizon are kind of goofy really i think they try and play it very serious I don't but understand it is why fictional... companies aren't writing on the back of this and introducing wingsuits as a method of transportation. Because I <laughs> want one. I would just be climbing things and jumping off of them all the time, which is maybe why I'm not allowed <laughs> maybe to Maybe why one. you should do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think it's such a testament to, to Zelda. Again, it's this weird thing that I'm interested in where they go next because the better graphics get, kind of the worse that game gets in some ways because horizon is undoubtedly a prettier game than zelda oh, yeah. in detail in processing power and all that stuff um you know art design is just subjective but zelda because of its choice to be so simplistic it allows everything to work so well like climbing stuff you can do in zelda whereas if they just patch that into horizon you can do it because there's all these mm -hmm. realistic nooks and crannies you just get stuck in the whole time and the same, I think, with windsuiting. It's such a dense world. You just end up stuck in a tr tree and fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Zelda, everything's sparsely laid out and you can navigate things well. Um, for me, it's still like... Cry, there are trees and you're a lot of wingsuits. Yeah, I'd have to go back to see how that works. I mean, like, you what do, happens if you land you, in a tree? Some of them, if you hit a solid enough branch, then you die. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that there are ways around it. I definitely... Because it... What I think I, mo I most loved about the wingsuiting in Far Cry... And what I miss a lot in Horizon is that to take down some of the bigger dinosaurs, you really like the height advantage would really be great um, because you're constantly down lower than they are. And some of them are huge, massive things. And 
they just run over you one time and you're dead. Mm -hmm. And so it's like that uphill advantage would be awesome. And that was one of the things I loved the most in Uncharted was like wingsuiting down on top of somebody and then just like drop attack. Yeah. And yeah. it would be amazing if you were able to do that in Yeah, if you could get Horizon. a fluky timeout on Horizon where you could just land on the top of one of those tall yeah. necks or something. Uh, but that's, that's the element of magic that when I see you playing Horizon, is totally missing for me. I only played a few hours of it, and I was like, all right, but then Zelda came into my life. And, mm -hmm. um, and I totally get it. It's, it's a really great game, and I think if it was released two years before, I'd be really, really excited about it. But there's just this... I'm just kind of... And I love Far Cry. Um, and I used to enjoy the Assassin's Creed games and stuff like that and all the Ubisoft versions but I'm just tired of that format of open world design which I see having Horizon where I look at your map and it's like okay here are all the points you can see there's a tower thing there's a, like an encampment thing there's all this stuff these are the missions I gotta do I gotta just gotta go from place to place and I know what to expect mm -hmm. and there's a, there is a joy that comes from that that I think some gamers need in terms of okay I know what to expect I just go around and tick those boxes but with Zelda I have no clue what to expect around every single corner and right. I've put 130 hours into that game and I still don't know what's going to happen around the next corner and what secrets I'll find, what new creatures that I'll find, what new geography and that's the sense of just magic and adventure that I want to have um, and then there are two game mechanics of climbing and hang gliding allow you to have these weird surreal magical moments mm -hmm. all the time where things just work out. Um, Whereas Horizon's not like that at all. It's very much a, yeah, here's an Uncharted game, but in a big open right. environment. Um, which for me, I'm just, yeah, I'm not in a mood for as much. Oh. Uh, how's this conversation for you, Ali? You enjoy just <laughs> listening to us talk about flying onto dinosaurs. Dinosaurs! Except <laughs> <laughs> not cool Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Like, the, everything is mad at me dinosaurs, and all I have is a spear and a bow and arrow. I do want to know what the not twist even is, any though. Guns. It feels weird now. We're not. The story is so convoluted. I really don't know what I'm trying to do. Still, you'll find out when it happens. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just am like, oh, follow my arrow. Yeah, but there's that. So there's that DLC coming out, which is all the snowy caps. It looks like Yellowstone. Are you looking forward to that? Are there different animals in it, or more robots? <laughs> I would in hope it? so. There must be some new robots in it. Are there nicer ones in it? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt is there any more much. that I can ride? Studying, I can't ride the bird ones. Yeah. That would be cool. So you could also do a thing where you could like throw a, a lasso or something around one of them, and then it, you would like fly with it, and you could like control it. That you, would be you want, sweet. You want to be playing Ark, that no, massive multiplayer online pooping game with no, dinosaurs, where you can play that. fly on pterodactyls. I, I love how you coming off the back of Zelda. You were watching me play Horizon the other day, and you were like, "When does she eat?" I was like, "I don't have to eat." And you're like, "This is stupid." <laughs> Link no likes cooking. cooking. <laughs> He has other interests. That's the important thing with, with Zelda has always been like, I mean, it used to be you'd go fishing and this one, I don't know why he doesn't go fishing still. It's such a weird mission. Yeah. But it was so, um, yeah, so it's little peaceful moments. Because you just swim around and pick up the fish. I know, but it makes no sense. This I know, is the perfect stupid. Zelda game to have fishing in and he's always had fishing and you can't do it in this one. Mm -hmm. Instead, you just, yeah, swim in the water and grab them. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird. If you jump on top of Take them, you can grab more it. than one at a time. Yeah, you really can. You can also throw bombs in. Yeah. <laughs> it kills them. Um, I've been playing well I played okay so we reported on a game that came out last week that took luckily most of the industry by surprise uh, which is Hellblade colon Senua's Sacrifice um, stupid name very computer gamey name um, and yeah it was only when like it, I suddenly saw the review go up on I think it was IGN and it was like oh shit this is like a um, beautiful looking game by uh, what the fuck what are they called Ninja Theory um, and yeah, the guys who did uh, oh that game with Andy Circus, 
Journey. It was, the, it, was, it was a version of Journey into the West. Fuck. My brain's gone mushy. I have to look <laughs> it up. Um, but and yeah. Circus was, he did the mocap for it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it's literally based on Journey to the West, like the monkey um, story. Monkey? Monkey. Remember Monkey? The old TV show? Monkey. The little ninja dude. No. Nope. like a monkey. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this might be out of, out of your time period. <laughs> um, anyway. So, yeah, this game came out. Uh, Heaven. No, not. Yeah, these guys did Heavenly Sword. He was in that as well. And so, enslaved Odyssey to the West. Um, but yeah, these guys, Ninja Theory. Bro, this new game. They've been working on it for like five years. It deals with mental instability, uh, which they've been pushing very hard. Uh, they they had many people, uh, many different um, therapists and psychological experts. I don't know who they <laughs> refer to uh, to get it right. And in fact, the first credit that you get on the screen is yeah from a uh, doctor or something. Yeah, some um, <clears throat> mental therapist. Exactly. Professional. Words fail me, <laughs> but yeah, the first thing they bring up on screen. So they're really trying to push. This is meant to be an accurate portrayal of someone who's losing their mind. Um, I'm only about four or five hours in. I know it's only like a seven hour game, so I'm getting there. Crazy I can pass watch. the halfway point. The first hour is just staggeringly brilliant. Like it's so, it's possibly the most beautiful game I've ever played, particularly with the lead girl's face, uh, who apparently was someone off the development team and they just got her in there for a bit until they cast properly and then they all got used to her. So they ended up using her voice and her face and everything. Uh, but she's got an incredible face. Um, and it kind of feels at first glance it's like oh they're getting in there before God of War with that Norse mythology sort of world um, and there's a little bit of a guess of journey in there as well in some ways with her character but the more you play it the more you're like it's actually more like Silent Hill like the way it deals with mental anxiety and then the mm-hmm. way even the creatures are in it or the, the people that you're fighting and like um, schizophrenia yeah and sound design's huge in it so voices come from all around you they suggest right at the beginning you play it through headphones so you get the special mix that they did because the whole point uh there's no hud on the screen which is great i love no hud keeps it nice and clean but it'll do that then they have to kind of introduce things to you in a different way they don't teach you any of the fighting mechanics um you just have to figure it out or you can press pause and go into your menu and check the controls um but then you have voices in your head will sort of say stuff to you like he's behind you just so you know like oh there's someone creeping up behind me so i better turn around but they'll be saying a dozen other things at the same time to kind of confuse you um and it's really smart really beautiful really intriguing then after a couple of hours i get into this kind of grind of it where it's asking you to do the same sort of three mechanics again and again um, I'm pushing. I'm just pushing past that now, so I'm intrigued where it goes after that. I feel people are calling this a masterpiece just because it feels like it should be a masterpiece. Yeah, just based on that intro alone. Yeah, uh, which I don't think it is, but it's definitely so unique and so strange, and that I think people should 100% play it. Um, it's only on PlayStation um, at the moment, um, but yeah, cute. Highly recommend it. Like really, really cool game. Uh, the fighting is actually really fun. It just gets a little bit repetitive. There's too many. Like the people just keep materializing, and well, it's the same. It's the same sort of over and over and over again. again and again. Yeah. They're pretty scary though. The designs are really cool. Super scary. Um, it's a very Silent Hill, but it's like Silent Hill goes to hell, like actual with fire and. That's Silent Hill. <laughs> I know, but like Silent Hill, they're. I don't know. It's like a lot of Pyramid Head's cousins right i guess right, like because right. it's way more like big brawny 
yeah, yeah, attackers. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like if you do, if Silent Hill was yeah with like set cow heads in barbarian and stuff. times. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's it is kind of caveman ish. Yeah, uh, Norse mythology obviously woven in the Norse mythology stuff. There are all these stones that you can find and they're kind of the hidden secrets and they give you more information on the world and stuff and the gods i'm not as keen on all of that stuff and it's like if you die you have to play the whole thing over again well i i haven't done it and i was listening to a podcast where they were saying they they were they wanted to know if that was genuine or not i do believe it's genuine i just don't know how many times you have to die but if you basically if you die a certain amount of times uh with no spoilers here but uh it could introduce this very early on it threatens you that you will have to start the whole game all over again mm-hmm. um, because this kind of curse has taken over a body and every time you die, the curse will take over a body more and more and more. They do something though which I thought was so smart and then they kind of shrug it off and I don't think they really follow through with it. But they have this thing where she dies and the first time I die um, and then the camera like pans out and you see her again, seeing herself like dead and it's this idea of like, oh, you had a premonition that this was what was going to happen. And then it restarts you, you know, from where a game would normally restart you like a little bit just before where you died. And it's such a fucking genius way to seamlessly take you from, oh, you died. You didn't really die. That was you having a premonition of what's about to happen. So then when you go into it, it's taking the game mechanic of repeating a scenario in the right way in terms of, well, now I know this enemy is going to come from here and this enemy is going to come from here. Mm-hmm. So treating it like a premonition is so smart. I thought this is brilliant. This is like the smartest way to deal with coming back to life in a video game. Um, and then they don't do it again afterwards. They just kind of shrug it off. Well, isn't that because I, if I remember correctly, that's the time that you realize that you have a curse. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense that they wouldn't do it again. I know, but I, I think having a game built around premonitions, where yeah, each time you die, you learn different things. Right. Would be really smart. I think that's a cool thing you can do there. It's Groundhog Day. It. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, highly, highly recommend it. If you have a PlayStation 4, uh, definitely pick it up. Hellblade. Just call it Hellblade, though. Or just call it Senua, I would have. Why Hellblade Senua Sacrifices? Ugh. Video game titles. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Allie. Hi. You haven't been playing video games. No. You've been to cinema? Um, I was going a lot for like two weeks in a row. I kind of saw everything that was out that I had interest in right. and then it kind of slowed down because I didn't put days in between so I'm trying to, I think the last movie I saw in cinema is The Big Sick oh cool yeah I haven't done that one yet recommend it's good yeah okay it's charming um, I finally watched Beginners the other day oh, which I've yeah. been wanting to see since we saw 20th Century Women and I loved it yes um, I finished Silicon Valley which is like meh yeah, you finished it. I, well, I finished the fourth season. Okay, I had it came out a while ago, and I had watched the first that three episodes. Your, and like, just kind of love in it. I know, but the show's getting so repetitive that I'm just like, Meh, is he what keeps you is, is middle ditch? What keeps you going? Um, I think I just well, the reason I stuck it through this season is my good friend Dito, which we normally have very similar taste. He kept saying, no, 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 just stick with it, Jared. Jared's character becomes like really, really prominent in a cool way, and I didn't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> Dito, what the fuck? I saw how they were trying to kind of, you know, give him a little bit more depth, but uh, I don't know. I think because the humor is starting, the humor and the drama in the show is starting to get really repetitive, that I'm losing interest. Yeah, yeah. I love the first season, but I've only seen the first episode, I think, which I liked. It was cool. I remember I showed you and Alberto and Tanro 
Yeah. That scene in the uh, finale. I think it's the finale yeah, the, the, of the first the, season. The, 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 the dick jerk yeah, algorithm. The dick algorithm. It's yep. so funny. <laughs> it's such a good scene. You just like YouTube that and watch it because it's on YouTube. Just that particular bit, and it's so good. It's <laughs> hilarious. So happy. <laughs> it's so funny. Everyone was just sitting there quietly. Oh, and I was yeah, like, I don't know these people very well. I'll show them this video. <laughs> it's a good way to break the ice. And nobody left me. <laughs> That's how I knew I could keep you guys around. <laughs> so you know it's a good one. Yep. Um, I should also say I've been playing a lot of Friday the Thirteenth. Um, oh, finally. <laughs> You're addicted. Well, it's because it's because the game I was excited about, but it's janky as hell. And then it came out and was broken for about a month. Um, and the story deals, well, not DLC, the narrative part campaign. The game's still not out yet. Now it's going to come out later in the year when the physical edition comes out on Friday, October the thirteenth. Um. But yeah, Justin, who's on the podcast a lot, he came macaroni. around. Macaroni. <laughs> Justin Macaroni came around, and we played. Uh, we took like a rare day off to just to play video games together, and we decided let's do Friday Thirteenth because nothing else was fucking loading up, updating quick enough, like all that bullshit you get. We're like, yeah, let's play video games. Oh, everything needs an update. That's Justin called it advice. a bromance for the ages. <laughs> it, it was a bromance. For the ages. That's what I, I came home to. Just like discarded takeaway boxes all over the place, like empty <laughs> Mexican Coke bottles, half and just, drink. And, and Jessen just screaming at someone because he has a particular, he formed a very quick tactic for playing Friday the 13th. Very quick. He's my dog gamer. very scared of both of you. <laughs> He's just screaming at people like, get the fuck out of my house. So people like coming into his cabin and they're not locking the door properly and not opening the windows and it's a particular way he likes to do it. He was getting really angry with people online for not playing properly um but that game is super fun if you're playing with friends like loads of fun um we did it again the next night but online we brought in our friend chris draver friend of the podcast um and it was his first time playing hope he had the right time don't know <laughs> justin screaming <laughs> in his just screamed, get the, hey buddy how's it going nice to be get the fuck out of my house <laughs> um but yeah it was it's it's a, it's a lot of fun it's still janky but there's that other game dead by daylight um dead by daylight, yeah which came out which does the same sort of thing and it's just not as good it really isn't there's just like the game mechanics from jason there's not as much as it should be but there's enough little flourishes and little things you can do that make it fun but you need to be working as a team if you're on your own it's pretty dull and pretty frustrating <laughs> to be honest and i'm finally getting the hang of playing as jason i found him really tricky I know, I can always tell when you get chosen to be Jason, you're like, ah, it's just this groaning that happens. It's hard to play as Jason. And then you're just yelling at everyone like, stop kicking me. No, don't put that. Stop stabbing. They're smart, though, because in all honesty, like we've done most of the things other than kill Jason, which we still want to do because there is a way to do it by bringing Tommy Jarvis back. But it's just these role perks. I'm hooked to the role perks. And that's a good thing with any like game like this. You need to have something that keeps people hooked in. And I just love you roll this little roll dice. You spend your XP on it. And you get random perks, and you can get these super rare ones that really change the game for how you play it, and it's a lot of fun. All right. That's Anybody wants to play with you, do, are you putting yeah. out that information? Yeah, always. Yeah, what yeah. is it? I'm just Mr. White on oh. Xbox, and you can play some Friday the 13th. And not shout at me. We have people shout at us because they thought we were cheating, and we weren't cheating. Well, you were kind of a dick in that one that you were telling me Which about one? where you ran over a bunch of people. Oh, that was accidental. That's not, I'm not how very you good told at driving. Me that story. No, I really was accidental. I'm not good at driving the you car. You are not. That is not how you told me that story. I know. I know. I, I made it sound a little bit more purposeful than it was. You mean asshole? I'm really bad at driving the car. So if I'm in the car, stay away. Yeah, <laughs> or then get people in tried very to get quickly. in your car with you, and you were like, "No, bye." 
No, no, no. They're not quick enough. That's the problem. These people, like, they like to huddle around the boat or the car. And it's like, well, that just draws Jason in because then everybody's in one place. You've got to, like, go away and hide but wait until... Because it takes time to put all the bits in the boat or the car. And then to start it up takes time. And you only want people to jump in when the mode is literally running. But then you've got to be like, bam, get in it and fucking go. Otherwise, Jason just walks out and kills everybody. So stop being stupid, people. Play it properly. <laughs> All right. And don't just hang out in the water being all motionless and stuff. Oh, or God. Owl will call yeah, you there out. were people griefing, just like sitting in places that they thought iframes in the water that no one could get them. And they're just like sitting there. It drove me crazy. And I sent this message to this guy who kept doing it. And you'd have to wait the duration of the whole match to end because Jason just couldn't find him. And it was taking like 15 minutes just waiting for this guy <laughs> to just get to the end and win. So I sent him just a message just going, please play the game properly. I'd <laughs> being polite and being nice. And he didn't like say anything. And then the next two matches, he kept doing the same thing. And then I ended up playing as Jason. I knew exactly what it was going to be. So I just went out in the water <laughs> and just grabbed him and dragged him down and sent him a little great. message going, hiya. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't reply to that either. I also realized in the middle of that message that hiya can also read as hiya. Hiya. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> uh, maybe you put like a hyphen in between the two ones and an exclamation point. Yeah, I've learned from my mistakes. But I could still see how people would be like, hi. <laughs> yeah, I thought that also kind of works. I just killed him. It's like, hiya. <laughs> That's like, true. Fuck you. Maybe. All right, it's been a pretty quiet week. I was looking for the news. There's a lot of stuff, but none of it's that important. Um, so I picked out a few things that interest me, and one, we'll start with the sad piece of news, uh, which is all around today, which is that 20th Century Fox and Ryan Reynolds uh, have just addressed the death of the stunt woman who died on the 14th of August on the set of Deadpool 2. Uh, she's been ID'd as Joy S.J. Harris, who's a professional motorcycle rider, and she was standing in for Zazie Beats, who had just been cast as Domino uh, in the scene. She was the first African-American woman in road racing. Um, she's been in a lot of accidents before. She would always like keep her fans up to date with them on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And, but because she was playing a primary character in the film in the scene, it meant she didn't have headgear on or anything like that for it. Um, so yeah, 20th Century Fox came out with a quote saying, we're deeply saddened by the accident that occurred on the set of Deadpool 2 this morning. Our hearts and prayers with the family, friends and colleagues of our crew member during this difficult time. And then on Twitter, Ryan Reynolds offered his condolences saying, Today, we tragically lost a member of our crew while filming Deadpool. We're heartbroken, shocked, and devastated. But recognize nothing can come close to the grief and inexplicable pain her family and loved ones must feel in this moment. My heart pours out to them along with each and every person that she's touched in this world. End quote. Uh, according to the Vancouver police, which were shooting, the stunt woman died during a motorcycle stunt. And they're investigating the situation with WorkSafe BC. Uh, there have been rumors that they've been pushing like people into overtime on that shoot and stuff but i don't know i have no idea yet so i don't want to conjecture anything but this stuff does sadly happen i yeah. mean exp uh, i wrote down a list of because we talked about it before on this podcast people die in films and people don't realize it i think yeah. i might have actually named a fast and furious film which wasn't true so i want to redact that because <laughs> <laughs> i went and looked at a lot there were a lot of injuries on the fast and furious films but yeah people died like in the french taxi films uh someone died in expendables 2 in an explosion uh, the James Bond film For Your Eyes Only someone died in a bobsled that turned over on them Triple uh, X paragliding accident The Walking Dead someone died on John Woo's Red Cliff I think is the worst someone died uh, in a uh, fire that happened and actually burned up on set Jeez, like it was wow. horrible um, but yeah this stuff happens a lot accidents happen a lot I mean Tom Cruise was just hurt this week but I don't want to talk about him because it's obviously more important than Tom Cruise hurting himself doing something stupid thinking he's an alien prince from a different planet um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's always hard with this stuff when it happens with movies. You're kind of like, well, what's the point where it's worth risking people's lives to make dumb entertainment? 
Yeah. And I don't know. It's not really an answer to it. I know you want to, you, if, if I was a stunt person, I don't know, I'd want to go down for something that's like Titanic or Dunkirk or something that's means mm-hmm. something, you know, a drama of that um, sort. Expendables 2 or Triple or X. Deadpool or Deadpool 2, yeah. to be honest. Well. It's like, it's a funny, like, laugh-off movie. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not something that's of that grave of importance. Yeah, it's particularly, yeah, with a comedy, it's a strange, yeah, turn. I don't know. Um, Deadpool opens next June uh, on the 1st of 2018. Um, I just can't imagine keep continuing. As a director, I couldn't turn up to work the next day. I would find it so... I know you have to, but I'd find it so hard. Yeah. To know how do you get back on set again after knowing on your watch that happened. Yeah. And needing to do more stunts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'd pull back on everything. You'd pull the reins right back. Mm -hmm. I would, anyway. Um, All right. In more... Well, not necessarily positive news, but way more positive news than that. Um, let's get into some regular stuff. We got, yeah. So it took years of relative failures for Sony to finally make a deal with Marvel Studios over Spider-Man. Um, but how profitable has Homecoming really been? Because the buzz has been pretty good. Everyone seemed to love that movie. Mm-hmm. Who saw it? Uh, pretty much. Anyway, we had a couple of people talk about it on our podcast a couple of casts ago, where we did a three-hour <laughs> marathon going through all the summer movies. And like uh, Adrian, Adrian, yeah, wasn't as convinced. <laughs> um, but it seems like, okay, cool, Marvel's got it back. They make a billion dollars on each of all their movies. It's got to, like, it's got to be, like, it's their biggest character, Spidey. Yeah. He has to be doing gangbusters. Um, not necessarily. As of last week, Spider-Man Homecoming has amassed $300 million at US box office, 682 worldwide, giving it the highest ever debut weekend for a superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but then the largest second weekend drop in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm. which makes sense if the most amount of people went the first week, most people have already been. But it's not getting return viewings. People really dropped off huge. Um, now, it's this ninth highest grossing Marvel Cinematic Universe film in the US, um, with its worldwide haul just edging past Doctor Strange, which is shocking to me that it only just made more money than Doctor yeah. Strange. But there is a caveat to this coming in a minute. Um, it's also, and this is the disappointing thing, and particularly when Sony's looking at it, because Marvel fans want Spidey to stay with Marvel. They've got a deal for, like, I think it's three Avengers movies and three solo movies with him, and then it can just revert back to Sony. Uh, it's the fourth highest grossing Spidey film. So it's trailing at the moment behind all three Sam Raimi movies and Amazing Spider-Man 2, but it's only trailing behind Amazing Spider-Man 2 by about one million, so it's probably past that by now, as I speak. Um, but that's shocking, considering Sony considered Amazing Spider-Man 2 a huge failure which it was really in many respects um, and one of the reasons they didn't sign this deal so for it to only be doing slightly better than that is shocking the big caveat is that the film is only open just now in Japan which doesn't do much but China in September the 8th and China make up a huge chunk of the market so I'm really hoping they get in there and add an extra like 300 400,000 uh, China <laughs> um yeah, and considering films like Transformers, like the last two have not done that well in the US, but in China they've made tons of money. Um, so hopefully it'll cement itself as, yeah, it was a smart Michael decision. Bay has like a second home in China because they love him so much there. He must do. He must have a palace or something I think something he's got there. a second home in every single house. <laughs> do, you, do you see on my Facebook every you single house? can't have a second home in every, in country. every single country. Then it would be like a third, fourth, fifth. Like. <laughs> when he changes his mind and which one's more emotionally important to him. He's like, this is my second home four, second home five. Did you see my uh, Michael Bay things on um, Yeah, Facebook? the ones you post at like three in the morning. <laughs> That's what you research. do while I'm asleep. I was doing research for our um, You're just yelling Texas at the TV. Chainsaw 
And then I fell asleep to you yelling at the TV. And then I just wake up to this tirade via Al White on Facebook. He was looking right at me in the making of. I could see his face, his little fucking face. You know, saying words. Like, you can't be overindulgent if something isn't important to your story. Get rid of it. Says the man whose last three films ran at 2 hours 30, 2 hours 25, and 2 hours 45 minutes. And we're Transformers movies. <laughs> and then my favorite one was him going, it's about low-budget movies. I came from music videos, so I'm used to guerrilla filmmaking, and I know what can be done. And now it's him talking about $20 million <laughs> picture movies for Platinum Dunes. Which, shockingly, is technically in the low-budget bracket. Under $28 million is technically meant to be low-budget. <laughs> That's ludicrous. Yep, it is. It is ludicrous. Um, yeah, so Spider-Man Homecoming, just, yeah, just more shocking that Sony hasn't yet seen proof that it was a smart decision for them to sign with Marvel. And different people are now running Sony than when all the leaks happened, and they're kind of pissed that they signed this deal to begin with. So they're going to look at this and an excuse for, can we get out of this deal with Marvel? And really don't want that to happen. Uh, John Watts is reportedly returning for the sequel, which will hit theaters on July the 5th in 2019. And they're saying each of his solo films now is going to have a completely different flavor. Mm, different style. Like watermelon. Yes. Next one. <laughs> what was the first one? This... Strawberry, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> uh, what else do we have that we could talk about? Coen Brothers. You like them? I do. <laughs> uh, Netflix is now partnered with the Coen Brothers to debut a Western anthology called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which hmm. will be coming out in 2018. They have good names for their characters. They do. Always. <laughs> Uh, Joel and Ethan are writing and directing the six-part miniseries, which is being produced by Anna Perna, uh, and it stars Tim Blake Nelson. Does anyone know this guy? Nope. Mm-mm. Let's look him up quickly, shall we? Ali, can you get on it? Tim Blake Nelson as Buster, uh, and it f- will feature six tales set in the American frontier, each of them a separate sort of story about the West, but centering around this guy. Trust them to do a good Western. Yeah. They always, you know, build really nice worlds and believable worlds and... And I like that it's a miniseries. Just six episodes is, oh, yeah. is a good amount. Who's this I guy? I recognize his face. He's in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, yeah. He's in Let Lincoln, Holes. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah. He's one of those that guy the Incredible actors. Hulk. That guy yeah. in that thing. You're like, that oh, guy in the Coen Brothers movies most of the his time. His face. He's in Colossal. Yeah, that's what we saw him recently, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't like that. That weird movie. <laughs> yeah, Ali recommended that one. I thought it was fun. By the way. Yeah. He <laughs> was like all over the freaking place. Yeah, it got, it got you quiet. Pretty angry. But that's yes. so dumb. Come <laughs> uh, um, brothers. Don't like her. <laughs> I, I have no problem with her. I thought I there would be a fun. reason for her hair in that whole movie. <laughs> I was like, there was no reason why her hair was that poofy. Yeah, like she fidgets a lot, but oh it's God. not. I thought there. I thought that this, like her grabbing her hair like that, was like a thing for her. I character. think they just set that for the character so that when you see the monster like mimicking it doesn't the same movements, yeah. you're like, oh, it's her. Mm-hmm. But so she has these like fidgety habits, like I nervous know, habits that you weird. then see She's in weird. Korea. <laughs> There's a lot to say about that film. Let's not, let's not do it now. I like that director though, so I still, I don't know, I have hope. I just didn't like the story. I thought it was just a bad story. <laughs> um, Coen Brothers and Netflix. That's a good yeah. combo for me. In other Netflix news, the one everyone's talking about, Disney are leaving Netflix uh, they've announced plans to launch their own streaming services and will be pulling all of their movies from Netflix, um, but they haven't said when yet. 
the service itself intends to debut in the US in 2019 and then it'll expand out to other countries. They currently promise to include in their initiative films like Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, the live action The Lion King. And they'll also be making exclusive content, TV shows and movies for their streaming platform, much like Netflix do. Yeah, uh, but if they're of the caliber that some of the Netflix movies are, then it's it. like, do you think that those are going to be, be like Disney straight to DVD. worth it? Yeah. So, you know. So it'll probably be worth it just for your kids. Yeah. Um, Netflix are trying to make a deal at the moment, though, to continue to keep uh, Disney-owned properties such as Lucasfilm, Star Wars movies, and all the Marvel uh, titles, but nothing's concrete as of yet but that's mm. potentially possible because um, that would be a huge blow to Netflix to lose all yeah. of that content not just ne- not just Disney regular content but yeah Star Wars and Marvel ah um, a lot pisses me off this stuff it's like yeah that's really what we need we need more fucking services that we have to there sign up to so yeah. many it's like just just consolidate everything like why don't we have a piecemeal thing and at least if we do have to pay different peoples let's put them through one service and just pay like well, okay there's like Netflix or whatever you want to call it, but under it, you also have Disney, you That's also have HBO, trying you have to like, do. Hulu, you can, like, choose subscriptions yeah. within Netflix. Yeah. And, but you yeah. still just go through that one app to watch everything. Yep. But that's what Hulu is trying to do. Is it's it? just that they aren't able to obviously encompass bigger companies than themselves, like Netflix or Amazon Prime or stuff like that. But, but that's the content do, you want. Like, you want addendums. all this exclusive content. Yeah. And they, you just want somewhere you can see all of that exclusive content. Yeah. But they'll, they'll advertise, especially for like when Twin Peaks, the new season was coming out. They're like, oh, you can still get Showtime via Net or via Hulu and you just pay an extra like an extra two or three bucks a month yeah. in addition to what you're already paying for our subscription which I thought was really smart and they do that with a couple other ones I think they even do it through HBO now as well oh, really? so you can still watch Game of Thrones and Girls and whatever is current with that um, but yeah you just pay a little bit extra which I thought was really smart because I have gotten to the point where I'm like I have no idea where I can like I need thing. an app to manage all my subscriptions because I have no idea how well I like sign up for it two in yeah. the morning because I want to watch one show and then all of a sudden I'm like you don't even realize that you know 12.99 here and 5.99 here and 6.99 mm-hmm. there and you're all of a sudden you're like paying yeah. as much as I would if I just got cable we need to, need to consolidate it it's crazy all the websites I like now have to put up guides if you want to see the show here's how you can see it yeah <laughs> which is so like search stupid. the name and it'll be like you can pay this much for it on Amazon you can pay this much for it so from dumb. iTunes you can have this account right and then there's weird but stuff there like HBO we were on that the other day and I'm always like why don't they just have their own content that's so dumb they have anything else on there because no one's going to use them for films and stuff mm-hmm. like that that they didn't create um, but then they have weird stuff on there like we watched like they had some Stephen Polykoff stuff mm-hmm. which is this little English director does the TV movies that I love and they had two things on that you can't get anywhere and they had them there in HD which he's never released anything like that in Blu-ray <laughs> it was so bizarre and it's just sitting there on HBO I just want everything in one place please <laughs> get on it um, Disney though leaving all that I mean I don't you know whatever doesn't affect me personally to be honest but nope it'll be hard for Netflix although every now and then I do get excited and I watch like Dumbo or Pinocchio or Hercules what did I watch recently how would that oh, work oh Lilo and Stitch how does it work because Disney owned Marvel Marvel created a Netflix series they've obviously got deals for that stuff so are they really going to want to split Marvel from Netflix when they're doing Daredevil Jessica Jones Luke Cage I don't Cage, see how you Antius. can when they're Netflix yeah. originals yeah so like, but you, you wouldn't want to split the rest then would you because you want that to promote your other content because yeah. that's the whole point of it 
Like we like these things you do. Yeah. We want to check out. All I the guarantee other that's how do. those conversations are going right now between. Yeah, you don't want us like to pay too much. It's probably going to be a thing where Netflix says you can still get this content, but it'll be that a same idea where they just charge you a little bit more every month. Like they're going to start mm. tearing off their programs. They're about to introduce a price jump anyway. Really? Yeah. So it's just going to well, be a thing where they're going to yeah. get more expensive. Um. All right. Well, there you go. What else is going on in the world? Han Solo. Donald Glover, who plays Lando. So this is slightly old news from last week, but I just found this interesting. Um, obviously, recently, uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, the two directors of the Han Solo solo movie. Han like Solo that, solo. <laughs> uh, got chucked off, uh, essentially, or parted ways, I guess is the easy way to say it. But let's look at it. They got chucked off by Disney. Uh, speaking of the things Disney are doing. Um, and this is after they've been involved with this movie now for a couple of years, I think. And it was always a weird thing of like, oh, really? They're doing this, the Han Solo movie? They've made before 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, Clouded with a Chance of Meatballs 1 and 2, and the original The Lego Movie. Uh, so obviously com- comedy gold uh, yeah. for me with animation, with live action less so. But, um, but they're comedy people through and through and it's like that's a strange way for them to go but my that they had gareth edwards doing rogue one doing like a war movie they got this goofy guys doing like a funny movie everyone knows the stuff that happened with rogue one 40 plus days of reshoots gareth edwards arguably being taken off set to then have like some other director come on to fill in stuff like a whole mismatch of them not suddenly just saying you know what we don't actually believe in our director and what that he's trying to do we want to get something else going allegedly then with this one, doing the same thing, essentially, have suddenly said, oh, we changed our mind, we don't want... And that is what has been reported from pretty much all sources, is they didn't... There was too much comedy. And they're like, Han Solo needs to be cheeky, not a comedic character. It's like, well, why the fuck would you hire the guys who made 21 Jump Street and Cloudy <laughs> with Meeples? Like, how stupid are they? It's just like they're pointing at a book and going, yeah, those people, oh, they're not controllable and they have personality and visions for our property? No, get off. Like, that really seems how Disney are running mm-hmm. this stuff. And they want everything now to conform to the Star Wars norm of what The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, whatever Part 9 will be called. Um, and it's really disappointing that they're not trusting in their directors. I actually find it really... Uh, like with, with the Garrus stuff, it's like, all right, you don't know if Disney are going to keep doing this, but I'm finding it kind of insulting now to like hire these people on, soak up their time for years. And then with these guys, they don't even get to make any of the film. They just chuck them off there. So Ron Howard uh, stepped in. Uh, to finish making film. Um, sorry, Phil Lord and Chris Miller to get to do some of the film. Um, but Donald Glover, who's playing Lando in the movie, he spoke to the Hollywood Reporter about the directing switch um, in the movie because uh, people are now concerned for the tone of consistency of it all. He said, quote, I feel like I was the baby in the divorce or the youngest child. The oldest child's like, we know what's happening, but we're keeping him out of it. And I'm just like, was that scene good? How did you feel about it? Uh, end quote Glover only had positive things to say about Howard saying that he's a legend and knows exactly what the vision uh, is for what he's trying to do but he also said it hasn't been easy since Lord and Miller picked him for the role quote Phil and Chris hired us so you sort of feel like I know I'm not your first choice and you worry about that end quote he's described his role and lack of control in it as being a colour in someone else's palette the movie releases on May the 25th 2018 yeah, I mean, I do. I like Donald Glover because he's managed to be respectful, but also honest about it. This is a weird situation to be in. Well, yeah. When you go into set and then suddenly different parents are there running it and you're like, ah, no, you don't like me, do you? Yeah. It's a strange situation and just... I feel like it's going to be fine because Disney have enough money to patch all of these films together to be serviceable. But 
you're messing with things that could be like I still feel Rogue One could have been truly visionary I think this could have been truly visionary with like a with really you know inspired directors who know what they're trying to tell whether you like that or not they know what they're trying to do with it and now they're all just going to be just kind of muddled patchworks of well we had a bit of that and then we tried to sew it together with this to make it all work and I don't know you should seem don't don't care was <laughs> just something I assume happens with bigger budget movies especially with a property like Star Wars not like this directors don't get fired like this and then replaced doesn't happen like really really doesn't like it's very rare I know we've talked about it a few times and we talk about it on our invasion of the body snatchers podcast um, it happened in that but it's very rare that it happens so for it to it almost basically happened twice in a row on these standalone yeah, Star Wars movies it's under Disney now it's not I mean it's under new ownership yeah. so it's not surprising that there are going to be there's going to be strife no 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 Disney bought it they've been doing all of these right from day one all of these ones so they picked all these directors oh okay yeah so disney like did force awakens they did like all of, since star wars has been back it's all been disney the whole time because mm. um, they bought lucas and then started making these movies um so they've, that's what i mean it's like kathleen kennedy who's running the show uh everyone was really excited about her to begin with it's kind of cool a woman's running my star wars show and like why is she not picking female directors and people gave a shit about that but she was picking lots of female stars making sure like females are getting in the lead roles in all these films and great but from what you're reading about stuff, like she's not treating directors well. Not mm. at all. She doesn't like them and doesn't respect them. Um, Han Solo also has a, a bit of extra news this week because in some pictures that came out for The Last Jedi, there was a picture of Harrison Ford, uh, which got some people getting grumpy about they can't be bringing him back. Um, the director's, uh, Ryan Johnson's come out and said he's a figurative ghost um, that will cast a huge shadow Ooh. over the last Jedi. <laughs> so they haven't gone into like maybe he will actually turn up in some of those, you know, Jedi ghosty things, but it's normally only Jedi's who can come back as those ghosts. Or maybe there'll be a flashback to something. But he's really talked about Kylo Ren's gonna be struggling with the fact that he killed his own father in this one. Um You killed your father. Prepare to die. <laughs> and last piece of news, nothing exciting, but let's go back to Friday thirteenth for a second. <laughs> A little bit that's all I want to talk update. about. Uh, Gun Media, the creators of the Friday 13 video game, are removing friendly fire from public matches after complaints of rampant team killing. Um, so, do you know what friendly fire means, Ali? What what means? Friendly fire. No. In a video game. So it's like if you're playing, if it's like you, me, and Katie, and Justin, and we're playing in a match against Jason, but we like start shooting a flare gun at him or a shotgun at him, or we try and swing a machete if we get in the way of those things you could kill we could kill each other yeah. rather, rather than Jason accidentally um, but as I've noticed online as well some people are just running around killing the other victims <laughs> and being assholes psychopaths um, what does that say about your personality yeah, probably nothing idiots. good it's like there are a billion competitive multiplayer games like that out there don't play the co-op competitive <laughs> multiplayer game to do that. Just go play fucking Call of Duty and get right. the fuck out. Uh, so Gun Media came out with a quote saying, Our team believes that the ability to hurt other counselors is something that the game should have as it adds tension and requires players to make tough calls. However, we did not believe that it should be a mechanic that is abused by players to the point where the vast majority of our current communications from fans are complaints. <laughs> End quote. Uh, so they've taken out now. Uh, they have left in vehicles and traps so they can still hurt other counselors. Mm -hmm. um, the game has sold 
one As point Al knows when he runs you over with the car <laughs> yeah they should really <laughs> take that one out because that was accidental not my fault yeah right uh the game sold 1.8 million copies as of august the third and there's a physical edition finally coming for playstation 4 and xbox one as i said friday the 13th october <laughs> that's all the news is that we have um this week oh the news is we are informed i'm bringing back the metro outro so most people uh, Mitra Outro is something we started doing last year because we realize when you look at stats most people don't get to the end of your podcast because as soon as you finish stuff up and you start talking about your where you can go to support the podcast people just turn it off they're like and I'm out I do as well even with the (laughs) best intentions you're like yeah 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 whatever there's nothing else for me here once they're like thanks so much for listening I'm like bye (laughs) so I like to do a thing called a Mitra Outro where in the middle of the podcast we just fucking shoehorn in A thing to tell you how you can support us. forward, everybody. So we do this completely for free. We exhaust ourselves doing this. Um, and we've been doing a lot of franchise content just to try and, you know, make people happy and get them to come and see what we were up to. Um, you can go onto iTunes and type in We Are Geeks. We Are Geeks. And it'll pop up. Uh, pretty soon it's all going to be split off into different channels that you can then subscribe to bit by bit. But for now, just, just subscribe to our main one. Uh, where you'll get this Geeks, our weekly uh, podcast where we talk about, yeah, obviously, games and movies every single week with different people on rotation. And then every single Friday, we have a horror channel podcast up, sometimes every Wednesday as well, depending how many we're doing. And right now, we've got tons. Friday 13th has just happened. Nightmare on Elm Street has just happened. Danny Ball podcast happened. We're now doing Evasion of Body Snatchers. That'll be followed with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Child's Play will start happening during that. And there's even talk we're going to be doing Star Wars in the lead up to The Last Jedi. So there's tons of content. It'll be like five podcasts a week all the way through till Christmas. Oh. <laughs> um, yes. And we do, like I said, we don't put ads on any of this content. Uh, we're going to start putting videos back up again on our YouTube channel, uh, which will be We Are Geeks. And also our publisher, We Are Tessellate, with two S's and two L's. We are Tessellate.com. Uh, uh, you can check out all of our social media through that. And we're a production company run out of London, out of Tokyo, out of L.A., making our feature films we're doing our first one right now just called starfish and you can learn all about that on our website and also on this podcast where we talk about it as things happen ali hi how's the film going starfish <laughs> yeah how's the film it's going it's going yeah cool we got there you go update effects <laughs> happening it is still going <laughs> gonna start hitting the festival route yep it'll be fun Woo-hoo. yeah so we're right in the middle of effects Pro and trend. sound yep and then we're going to be submitting to festivals and we'll keep people updated on here of what's going on and where you can see our first clips and trailers and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we have some other new secret projects coming up as well, which I'm excited secret. to announce, but we can't just yet. That's a secret. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the That's reason. That's how secrets work. Um, but yeah, we really do appreciate it. If you can support us, I know uh, quite a lot of nice people listen, um, but not many people are subscribing. So if you could some take the time. Some people are not nice. It'll be, <laughs> it would mean a lot to us, sincerely. Uh, all you got to do is go to iTunes, type in We Are Geeks, subscribe, or just retweet us or something like that. Share with a friend if you like it. Cause Still waiting on my first mean tweet. No, no, nobody's Come stepped on. up to that point no yet. Mean tweet. No. Where can they send to? At Watson Dearest. At Watson I'm like Dearest. waiting. I post some really <laughs> lame stuff on my Twitter and no one responds to it. And I'm like, how is this not affecting or annoying more people? <laughs> Try harder. I'm, I do. <laughs> all right. That's our Mitra outro. <laughs> Uh, Ali, I believe you have the releases for us this week. I do. So we're going to talk about what's out in the cinemas. It's coming out. In America and the UK. We'll start with US. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so coming out, we have Logan Lucky, 
Directed by Steven Soderbergh, who directed Ocean's Eleven, Traffic, Magic Mike, Aaron Brokovich, Solaris. Yeah! My favorite. <laughs> Solaris is my favorite. just Brokovich recently, or part of it with me. Oh, yeah, that didn't do it for me so much. I like it. <laughs> she has good hair. <laughs> she has good hair. She does. I feel like we, that's usually what we notice with movies. We're like, that movie sucked, but her hair was yeah, cool. Yeah, but Julia Roberts has amazing hair. <laughs> she does like, have in amazing general, hair. She has great hair. Um... It's going to be starring Channing Tatum, Katie Holmes, Adam Driver, Seth MacFarlane, Daniel Craig. Who is it? Who's the other lady who suddenly pitted the end of that trailer? Katie Holmes? No, it is not the lady who suddenly pitted the end. It's the girl from um, Alien Covenant. I don't know her name. The lead. That was another one. I'll look it up. Keep mm. going, Allie. Um, we have The Hitman's Bodyguard. No, no, you got you to tell us what it's about. Ah. What yes. is Logan Lucky about? Logan Lucky is about two brothers attempting to pull off a heist during a NASCAR race in North Carolina, which explains all the accents. Their accents were pretty good in the trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Allie, Texas I approved. It. I mean, I'm from El Paso where we don't have accents because we're on the border. Even of Daniel Craig approved. You didn't find his, like, ridiculous? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Channing Tatum, Adam Driver. in car, sir, aided. <laughs> that was definitely the director. <laughs> <laughs> This, Say it like this. This movie looks like a lot of dumb fun to me. It's yeah. super fun. And it's got Adam Driver in a NASCAR what? movie. Should have yes. kept his real name. I know. Um, yeah, I'm genuinely like, I don't think, I think it's going to be one of those films a bit like Hell Caesar, where it's just like a joyous mess. <laughs> Everyone's just having great. too much fun, but it doesn't really work as a movie. But for like the cast and crew, it's like, yeah, yeah they clearly why isn't Clooney fun. in it? Clooney yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> After that, we have... <laughs> waiting for more George Clooney. She's just thinking about Clooney. <laughs> he has that effect on people. Um, the Hitman's Bodyguard is coming out. Directed by Patrick Hughes, who directed The Expendables 3 and Red Hill. Uh, you've got Ryan Reynolds in it, Samuel L. Jackson, Gary Oldman, Richard E. Grant. And it, that is about the world's top bodyguard get a new client, a hitman who must testify at the International Court of Justice. They must put their differences aside and work together to make it to the trial on time. That's so stupid. This movie's like <laughs> fucking on every site I go to. It is just all over my neighborhood. Even the billboards I my phone, it's are on just my phone. painful to look at. It's ridiculous. How do you feel so with marketing a movie it. when it's like you need to spend enough money so people know about it, but when you spend too much money it's in everyone's faces, I'm turned off to the yeah, movie. I'm, I'm like, like, you I are shouting at me too much. I literally that. get so excited for those movies to come just so they'll take down the billboards. Yep. Like I get so annoyed. Like what, Boss Baby? I was oh so happy <laughs> When that thing finally came out, because I was like, please, just go away. I tell you what, though, with this movie, I haven't seen any of the Expendables movies somehow. None of them look that interesting to me. Um, but this director, when I looked him up, and yeah, he did Red Hill, you said. Mm -hmm. That was a film that came out at Fry Fest a few years ago, um, which is this sort of cowboy thriller that wasn't amazing, but it was like really solid and noble. And it had one of my favorite endings. Like The ending was just like, there's something about it was shot, and the music it was fucking great, really bold. Um, and the director, I think I remember he was there. I think I, I remember having this impression that the director is a really nice guy. Hmm. So I kind of, yeah, like, well, I'm happy he's doing well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm from we'll little indie films and I'm happy he's doing well. <laughs> That's true. Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson. Exactly. Fair. What um, else can we see? I'm excited for this one. Patty Cakes. With the dollar sign as the S. I think it looks fun. Yep. Dollar sign at the end of Cakes. Um, it's directed by Jeremy Jasper. I think that's how he says it. It's a J and a G. A little confusing um but it's starring... it could also be Jeremy Gasper Jeremy <laughs> Jasper 
um, and starring Danielle McDonald, Bridget Everett, Siddhartha Donajay. Sure. Um, Patty Cakes is centered on an aspiring rapper, Patricia Dombrowski, a.k.a. K. Kills P., um, also a.k.a. Patty Cakes, <laughs> who is fighting an unlikely quest for glory in her downtrodden hometown in New Jersey. So that's the official IMDb synopsis that's up on IMDb. Yeah. Which obviously the studio can go in and change. So, you know, like people can just put one up. But mm-hmm. but normally for a big movie like this, and this is an indie movie, but it's got quite a lot of notoriety. Yeah. You can go in and fine tune it. It's one of the worst synopsis I've seen on yeah, IMDb in a long AKA, time. AKA, AKA. <laughs> yeah. It's like Patty Cakes is centered on aspiring rapper Patricia Dombrowski, which is a hard enough name for most it American is. people, I feel anyway. AKA Kills P, AKA Patty Cakes, who's <laughs> fighting an unlikely quest for glory in her downtrodden hometown in New Jersey. It's not that bad. Sounds dull as shit to me. Like, no just way. the three names. Just well, the they, they intro the three names right at the beginning, though, which I thought was cool. Like at the beginning of this trailer, it's interesting because she doesn't really know who she wants to be as the rapper. So I think like the initial one, the first AKA is Well, her that's what name. she calls herself in the right. trailer. She's like, actually, I'm going by the name Kills P. Right. I'm yeah. like, well, wait, what's Patty Cakes? Yeah, they have three names. It's like Marshall yeah. Mathers, Eminem, and what's his real name? Who? Who are you talking about? What? Eminem. Eminem. Eminem, Marshall Mathers, and he's his real oh, name. Oh, I just know he's got, Eminem. He's got three names. I only know his candy know. name. <laughs> it's candy thing. Yeah, like all that matters. Yeah. No, I'm not saying about a trailer. I'm just saying like because I I'd heard of this film, but I hadn't seen the trailer at this point, and mm-hmm. I read that synopsis. I'm like, this sounds dull, like really dull. And for me, just even that, like who's fighting an unlikely quest for glory in her downtrodden hometown in New Jersey. It's like, all right, I've seen that a million times. All right, all right, let's have struggling people on the streets yeah. trying to become a rapper or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but yeah, the trailer's yeah different. You guys got excited about this. Yeah, I thought it looked great. I think the trailer looks fun. Looks fun. I will see this. Um, yeah, I'm not really, I don't know, doesn't do it for me. But I see why people would like it, but I'm just kind of not. I like that it's a very different type of protagonist. Mm-hmm. But this story for me doesn't interest me. She didn't seem like a character who I'd actually like. But I was like, okay, I'm cool, it's different. But I think she does. She looks <laughs> cool. She kept saying, well, she keeps saying, she says like a few times about how she's, when she's picking herself up. It's like I the last line know. in the trailer. I know, I don't remember what it is yeah. now. Yeah. Bothered Something me. awesome. Bothered me. <laughs> oh, she she keeps calling herself a boss bitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. boss bitch. I don't know. I'm sure it works for most people. You're a boss bitch. <laughs> for me, like, yeah, like, what you say in the yeah, mirror. If, I have, if my character looks in the mirror and says, you're no, a boss bitch. wakes up in the morning and he looks himself in the mirror. Finger guns, <laughs> get, you're a boss bitch. I get with context. <laughs> walks out. I get with context, it could work. <laughs> but for me, Gun's like, fire. yeah. If my character's saying that, I'm just like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> Um, Slim Shady. <laughs> Slim Shady. I'm just going to keep over to that. Yeah, that's his, that that's his third name. Yeah. Oh, Slim Shady. I thought you were meaning, like, what's his real name? No, like Marshall Mathers, sorry. Marshall Mathers' that's real what name. I thought you were meaning. And then he's got Slim Shady oh. and then Eminem. Well, yeah, I figured, that's in one yeah. of his songs. Yeah, real I Slim Shady. I understand. And then he stands up. Yeah. Please stand up. Three names. And then when he studies, sits back down. Three names. Oh, man. Eminem shout out. All right. <laughs> also coming out is Dave Made a Maze. It is directed by Bill Watterson, starring Kristen Vagsness, John Hennigan, and James Urbaniak. Just to be clear, this is not the Bill Watterson who created Calvin and Hobbes, who sadly passed away. Oh, uh, no. Postmortem. <laughs> um, Dave, an artist who has yet to complete anything significant in his career, builds a fort in his living room out of pure frustration, only to wind up trapped by the fantastical pitfalls, booby traps, and critters of his own creation. Critters? Critters. I like those films. 
Uh, yeah, this looks I, great. I showed this trailer to you a little while ago because I was like, what is this film? This yeah. looks weird. Why is this film? That's how I'll purchase every movie. This what the fuck is this shit. in my face right now on the <laughs> internet? Um, it looks like, to me, it looks like a really noble failure. Like, to me, it looks like one of those movies I know I'm going to see it and be like, that's really cool. I'm glad they made that. There's loads of imagination in this. Kind of will annoy me a little bit for being a bit too hipstery. And then it'll be like, well, I didn't quite nail it. That's how that trailer feels to me. But is it because it's cardboard? It didn't really <laughs> tape together well for you. It's just all gonna come. Just shaking my head. Tumbling down around you. You can imagine Michelle going through. Does it feel a bit movie. unsturdy? Michelle, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop making me swear in this podcast. My mom sometimes tells me there's too much swearing in your podcast. So I'm trying to reel it back. Lana told me I swear more now that I've like since I've met you. I oh, swear really? more. I think I used to say shit, and now I say fuck instead of shit. Oh, I feel bad. No, it's fine. Bad. So that's just the british it's a progressive feeling era <laughs> yeah i was about to wheel out other words but i won't um don't use the c word <laughs> you pull that out of your hat every now and then and i was like yikes <laughs> this so, is america <laughs> um yeah yeah you think this movie looks great i think it looks great it looks like really fun i yeah. would definitely like that's what a lot of the stuff this have a good time like most of these are just like other than like Hitman's Bodyguard, I'm like just like get out of my neighborhood. But most of this stuff just looks fun. Yeah. yeah. They're like ones that you're like, hey, you know, movie night. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go out, see a fun movie. Yeah. Go yeah. to Dave and Buster's. Did you did you see though that um Jim that uh, Michel Gondry film The Science of Sleep? Uh it was his follow up to Eternal Sunshine. Um, I have. Yeah, it's basically like Eternal Sunshine, but if he didn't have CGI effects and he made it back in his home country, France, and it was yeah. all it's all literally cardboard cut out yeah. things this kind of that's my problem i want something like this and like this looks like you know american kids with not much talent but a good idea putting a lot of effort into something that's what it looks like to me mm-hmm. whereas then you see something like me Gondry science sleep like that's how but you i think that's the entire metaphor for the movie is that you know it's like, yeah it's people feel frustrated because yeah. they're stifled with their own and talent. it's like creativity and artistry and what it. that means i'm and very happy they did it and I haven't well, seen it yet. You already seem like you don't it. like it, and I don't like when you do that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I can tell from the trailer. I hope I'm wrong, but I can tell from the trailer. I'll be like, all right, kind of annoyed me. You it can didn't tell succeed, from the trailer but... that Ali and I are going to come out and be like, we loved it. You're going to be like, I have mean things to say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, to start, to stop taking the name. That conversation. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> What's happening in my hometown, the, the UK? That's <laughs> what we're going to call you now whenever you're being annoyed. Yo, boss bitch. Be like, yo, boss bitch. Oh. Tell us what else you don't like. Justin and Adrian, come back, please. Nate, Alex, anybody? Um, you're on your own, buddy. What's going on Sorry, in the UK, Allie? Um. Before I smack you in the head. Good luck. This is a long table. It is. You're a long way away. Um, uh, coming out in the UK, The Dark Tower. Yep, which we covered the other week. So. Yep, an inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power. Yep. You have to say colon. I she already told them last to night do I don't play this game. And <laughs> I've told you, you feel before. dirty when you say it. I've told you before, I it's not a game. I am not going to entertain this conversation. It's not a game, Alan. All right. We have two, um, we have two new films that are coming out in the UK. Yeah. Uh, first one is What Happened to Monday. It is directed by Tommy Workola. He directed Dead Snow, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. I like Dead Snow. Is that what you're pointing at me? Yeah, you made Dead Snow too. 
Uh, Why and isn't Dead Snow it on 1. there? Well, because you made the Dead Snow films. Well, Dead Snow 2 is better. Yeah, it is. So you should have put that in there. I know, but you can't say Dead Snow 2 because like, then it looks like you made Dead, Dead Snow Dead Snow 2. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, it's starring Numi Rapace, Marwan Kanzari, Willem Dafoe, and Glenn Close. It stars Numi Rapace seven times. Yep. She gets to do the whole multiple personality thing. Yeah. Yep. Gets to have all the good about. hair. I'm just going to keep coming back there to you hair go. today. That's what it's about. <laughs> um, in a world where families are limited to one child due to overpopulation, a set of identical septuplets must avoid being put to a long sleep by the government and dangerous in fighting while investigating the disappearance of one of their own. So I've this never was heard whichever of this trailer we watched was called Seven Sisters. Yeah, was right. that the Spanish version? French. I think or, that's the original version. Oh. It's called that, but the English version in the UK is called What Happened, what happened to Monday, Monday, which is a cool title. Spoiler: yeah, Monday it's much goes better missing. than Seven Sisters. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Um, yeah, I'm just checking out. So it's written by Max Botkin, Kerry Williamson. It doesn't say here that it's based on a book. Like it reeked to me like it was based on. a oh, book. Oh, absolutely, it felt like that. Um, but no, apparently it's going to come to Netflix on August the 18th. Hmm. Um, who have bought the streaming rights to the film in, in the US. So yeah, you can see that in your home in three days' time. Yep. Um, and you can also see the next one that we're going to talk about in your home, and I'll tell you how in a minute. Uh, that one is Dark Knight, directed by Tim Sutton. It is starring Eddie Cacciola, Anna Rose Hopkins, and Robert Jumper. This is the lives of six teenagers intersect at a suburban uh, cineplex where a massacre occurs. That's how you do a synopsis. Yeah, short and sweet. <laughs> One sentence. Um, yeah, this is obviously based on the, on the very tragic true story from Denver, wasn't it? Um, and that was, how many years ago was that? Four years ago now or something like that? It was... Oh, no, yeah, ages ago, because it was when... Was it 12? It was when The Dark Knight. It wasn't even Dark Knight Rises. Dark. Or was it Dark Knight Rises? Man, I'm forgetting which film. It was, but yeah, it was when the Batman film came out and it was a very tragic massacre mm-hmm. that happened. I don't normally like these real life stories being turned into films. Um, mm-hmm. I find it kind of distasteful. Um, Elephant is a big exception for me because Gus Van Sant handled it in a very um, at arms kind of very interesting way and you don't really see it, the actual massacre. So with this one, that trailer looks phenomenal to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks exactly like my kind of film. But it depends how much they, how they handled the actual thing that happens. Yeah. Um, what kind of effect but i was just checking out to see how you can see it it's actually on youtube and um oh. like legally you can pay to watch it through youtube hmm. so you just sign in and pay like four bucks and rent it whatever um already yeah oh, wow. there's um, one of those actors in the trailer especially his eyes are crazy yeah they're so i have blue. never seen anyone's eyes like that like he's like peering out of a dark room and he looks like, like the he's color a freaking of owl yeah. yeah. And they're like bright. Like teal, almost translucent. Or you're like, I can see nuts. your brain through your eyes. It it's a weird crazy. trailer as well because like, the first half is superb with the song and then it kind of stops and yeah. then starts again. Mm-hmm. And then it with goes this person. Song. Yeah. And then it goes this person counting. Yeah. I was like, you surely you just cut. You have that first half and then go to the guy counting because it was way too long, I felt, the trailer. Like, they just showed too yeah. many shots. I liked yeah. the You Are My Sunshine song. Yeah. The cre- like weird. Yeah. Um, all right, so out of, out of the films that are coming out, what are we most excited about? What will people go and see? Definitely hit me on the body <laughs> Only after I set all the billboards on fire, though. Please start in my neighborhood because <laughs> you must have all the so fire trucks. Annoying. That's from Katie. <laughs> um, I definitely, basically all of them, but 
Hitman's bodyguard. Yeah. Um, you got to pick one. That's the game we play. Oh. Which film? Which Patty you gonna see? Which one are you? Okay. Patty, Patty Case for, for Ali. What? Why do I only have to go see? Get to go no, see? No, the whole one? point is we suggest like what's the one film? One that, that you're most excited yeah, about. Most excited. Um, I'm gonna say Dave made a maze. Dave made a maze. Folding your arms. Defiantly. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's definitely Dark Knight. That one surprised me when I suddenly realized, oh, that's out. Um, you just have to be in the right mood to see those movies. And it's yeah. just so hard for me to mm-hmm. be in that frame of mind. I'm excited to see the film. Plus, um, I already have, like, I don't know. I still, because of that stuff, I have such a hard time being in public places. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. That I don't know that it would do well with my head. I agree. I, agree. I don't know if I could do it. Especially watching that in a cinema. Yeah. It would be yeah. very just, strange. Yeah. The film, well, you don't have to. You can watch it at home. Uh, the films YouTube. I'm most excited actually right now to go and see are the ones that came out last week which we haven't got to yet I want to see Annabelle Creation still because it's getting some good buzz um, but the film I most want to see is Wind River which I was not excited about the Jeremy Renner film mm. um, but people have gone pretty crazy for it um, and it's a serial killer movie it looks like it's the serial killer movie that that upcoming snowman film with Fassbender <laughs> should be that's Fassbender isn't it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah this looks like this is the film that that one should have been I still want to see both Aubrey Plaza movies I never oh. saw The Little Hours and then coming out. Oh, I thought you did already, go see that. I was going to. I and was then waiting I for you to tell happened. me if I should see that or not. I really I don't want know. to see it that just, still. I didn't like it. the trailer. Yeah. It just looks like overkill. I saw a lot of interviews of her talking about it. Okay. And I just, I mean, I just I like watching her. I think she's weird I know. When we were watching <laughs> Scott Pelgrim the other can day, I like, as soon as she came on, every single time she opened her mouth, Ali's like, <laughs> she's so weird and just oh, that was just her before she cool. was her i'm watching yeah. parks and rec again right now I and love she's it. priceless in it it's so funny my mom's puerto rican that's why i'm so lively <laughs> i just and watched colorful. that one <laughs> just like talking in spanish so to the puerto rican guy he's like i will murder all of your boyfriends oh and she's just God. like really <laughs> like that's the only time she likes you them is he's like i will kill for you she's like hmm all right <laughs> she's awesome i love her what uh blu-rays and, and dvds and things are coming out um we have alien covenant 4k riverdale the complete first season you yeah can get. archie live action <laughs> just waiting for katie to roll her eyes there you go <laughs> uh the wall dc's legends of tomorrow the complete second season once upon a time in venice which a lot of it takes place literally down the road from us <laughs> Very and nice. has one of my friends in it. So in weird you're scene. in Venice. Imagine that. I know. Weird. Shut the fuck up. After the Storm, you can get? After the Storm is this film I'm very excited about, actually. Um, it's from... Is it, hang on, let me check. I think it's the Chinese director who did... Was it Yi Yi? Hang on, let me double check this. Don't be racist. <laughs> no, actually, I'm sorry. It might be Japanese. Yeah, sorry. It's the Japanese. There's a couple of... <sighs> Tenro is so upset right now. <laughs> As he's always trying to teach me. It's all basically the same. Um, it's Hirokazu Korida. Uh, yeah, sorry, that's a Chinese film I'm looking forward to, and a Korean film I'm looking forward to. And this one is a Japanese film I'm looking forward to. He's the director of Our Little Sister, I Wish, um, Still Walking, Nobody Knows, He's Afterlife. He's done loads of great films, really great, peaceful, meditative films. Um, I'm excited about this one. Cool. Those are the US releases, by the way. I don't oh, think cool. I said that. Um, UK, you have The Transfiguration and Raw. Yeah, you do. Both going to be showing at our little private little film festival thing yep. that we're doing. Um, and on 18th of August, so in a few days, Marvel's Defenders is on Netflix only. Yeah. Finally. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cagey, all together. 
becoming an Avengers. Maybe previews not have for been long. great. People previews have been like people love it. People are saying it's got the best chemistry since Avengers one. Is it just them making fun of Iron Fist the whole time? I hope they're making fun of Iron Fist. I hope because <laughs> no one no one himself. got through that show. Um, I'm really excited about this. I've been desperate for more Daredevil. I mean, essentially that's what it is. It's like if I keep forgetting Defenders is coming, I'm like there's basically a new Daredevil show coming, which is great because I fucking love me some Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what video games are coming out? Say some weird words. Weird words. Matterfall. <laughs> there you go. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> Almost the ride at Disneyland. Um, Agents of Mayhem. You have to say what they're coming out on. Uh, Matterfall is coming out on PS4. Agents of Mayhem is PS4 and Xbox One. X1. Is that the same thing? Xbox. I just write it as X1. Xbox okay. One is great. I was very impressed that you were like Xbox One. I was like, one. is that wrong? Is X1 a new one? And messed it up. No. <laughs> um, Sonic Mania is on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Sudden Strike 4 is on PS4. Undertale is on PS4. Paranormal Activity, The Lost Soul is PlayStation VR. And Troll and I is on the Switch. So, yeah, Matterfall, all these are great games. This is a great week for independent games. Matterfall's great. Age of Mayhem, that's a bigger game. It's got some middling, well, not middling, it's got some mixed reviews, but generally positive. Uh, Sunstruck 4 is great. Undertale, people love. Like, man, it's very hard to explain. You just go, go and check it out on just YouTube. Just glaze over Sonic Mania? No, we're going to get to it. <laughs> um, Undertale's a really weird game, and it's got a lot of 10 out of 10s, but you have to see it to understand it. It's very strange. Or just play it. Um, Troll and I. Decided if I ever come out with anything, like if I ever write a book or make a game or a movie, I'm going to be like, I don't really have a premise. Like, you just have to kind of play it and buy it and read it. Figure it it out. See what I'm trying to accomplish. You're calling me out on just not being able to summarize it. No, no, no. I think it's great. I think that that's really, I'd be like, you kind of have to just uh, do it, like, read it. I mean, if it's getting enough buzz it. and it, people are like, this looks really interesting, yeah. you can totally get away with that. Yeah. And be like, yeah, come check it out. I will tell All you of my now, critics will be like, Undertale you have to about. read it to believe it. And I'll be like, yeah. So Undertale is a role-playing <laughs> game created by American indie developer and composer Toby Fox. In the game, players control a human child who has fallen into the underground, a large secluded region underneath the surface of the earth, separated by a magical barrier. The player meets various monsters during a quest to return to the surface. Mainly through the combat system, the player navigates through many bullet hell attacks by the opponent and can opt to pacify or subdue monsters in order to spare them instead of murdering them. These choices then affect the game with the dialogue characters and story changing based on the outcomes. So you're a fighter baby? It doesn't, honest to God. And is the pacify thing a pun intended? This, no, no. (sighs) It's, I can't even tell you how weird this game is. Um, and the art style is very, 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 very uh, 8-bit-y. Because there was that one child game on Xbox. Child game. That I played a little bit of, where you like wake up as the baby and you have to like kind of crawl around Oh, things. Among the Sleep. Among the Sleep, yeah. No, 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 no. This is absolutely nothing like that. It's the Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, we just went to, I was just showing them some Undertale <laughs> it's video. Everywhere. It's everywhere. And of course Hitman Bodyguard is playing before. Uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds just looks lost. Like he's like, what am I, what movie am I in? Oh, wait, I'm on this another Undertale. computer. Are you kidding? What? <laughs> oh, no. That's not a baby. You're like two. You're like two. You're toddler. fine. Oh, and he's a skeleton baby. This is a um, 10 out of 10 game from a lot of people. It's it's people love stay this video determined. game. And it's been on PC for a while. Now it's come to PS4. Um, Troll and I, it's a Switch exclusive. 
which is unusual um but it looks it looks kind of like a poor man's the last guardian to be honest sonic mania so we were playing this a bit last night it's this weird collaborative thing of a bunch of indie developers getting together with sega's permission to sort of create this new sort of sonic game uh, that's taking like old sonic games and it's made to look like 16-bit classic sonic but with like smoother animations that they're then putting in to make it feel how it really should feel even though it looks how you think it looked in your head but it didn't um and then taking old levels and then adding a bunch of new levels and then mixing in the special levels from other sonic games that weren't it's it's a weird hodgepodge of the best bits of classic sonic basically um and it's certainly flawed and some people still don't like sonic um but if you're a classic sonic fan this is a must get and on the switch it means it's portable which is perfect it's a great game for portable um you enjoying this now uh there was this, this whole sequence of this doggo character that had two knives and he was going to attack you and then you pet him and he's like what pet 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 <laughs> like freaks yeah. out no uh, it's it's a crazy crazy game there's a lot of weird humor and he's, a lot of weird psychological stuff <laughs> <laughs> onion sad <laughs> it's a very what? strange game this looks um, great yeah, and Paranormal Activity, The Lost Soul. I've been excited about this because they were using this for marketing and events for when Paranormal Activity, the last one was coming out a couple of years ago or whatever. Um, and now, it's, here it is, PSVR. We can go download it. I know. I'm going to. People freaked out with this one because you're walking around the house um, from the film and then stuff starts happening. And... I think there were videos of people at E3 playing Literally, this game. Like, yeah. it was just them in the room and you Screaming, just see them like crazy and, and, like, holding their hands out and flipping out, curling yep. up yeah. into fetal position. Yep, oh, my yep, God, yep. it's hilarious. We um, should video Al playing this. I, like, like, watching people get scared is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things. I don't like people watching So said serial killers everywhere. <laughs> I can watch videos of people being wanna, scared like, all the time. Them. I just want to see them You just want to scare them. <laughs> I would be the serial, like, Jesus. kidnapper. But then I'd let you go after a while. Ali and I would just be like, how scared are you? On a scale of one to ten right now. Because until you hit ten, we're not letting you go. Uh, on the Blu-rays coming oh, out. Oh, that'd be good. Call that movie, just call it ten. Yeah. And then just have people in rooms, like, the trailer would just be there. Me like, ten! 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 <laughs> and we're just, like, videotaping. Just every day we'll, like, release spiders into the room. <laughs> we're like, four. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> Come back out. Get those snakes! Get those snakes! Scorpions! My favorite thing is like hiding and scaring people. Like I would love to be the one. Well, that to will scare be like people. day seven. You can send me in. Yeah, perfect. Dressed as a scorpion. So excited! <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how I'm dressed, as long as I can pop out at someone and scare I don't the shit care out of how them. I'm dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone heard that. <laughs> I'm in. I really don't care. <laughs> like a fruit roll up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> on whatever you want. As long as I have holes in my eyes and I can watch the reaction. <laughs> Allie is currently single and you can find her <laughs> on the following apps. <laughs> um, so, on the Blu-rays that are out this week, I would highly recommend After the Storm in the US um, and in the UK, Raw, for sure. Um, and not just because it rhymes. But partly <laughs> well, because Only in British does for it rhyme. Sure. Why? What would you say? Raw, for sure. Mm. I like it. Work with me. Come on. Um, and with the games, yeah, I haven't played Undertale, but that's one everyone loves the most for sure out of the things that have come out this week. Um, personally, I'm most excited to play the probably very tacky Paranormal Activity VR game. Can I Stay please be here to watch? Yes, you can. Yes. We can do it tomorrow in okay. the middle of our viewing day with Justin. I'm Just down. Segue in. Um, 
Can you not let Justin play that? Because I feel like he'll chuck our VR thing across the room and break it or something. <laughs> Do we see? Has he played? He gets really animated. Do we he's played play Job spooky? Simulator. Oh, I don't yeah. think he's done a spooky. Not a spooky. Uh, I'm, no. I'm interested in how he handles the spooky stuff because he Has hates he seen spooky Kitchen? things. Yeah, I'm sure he's seen it. I mean, he's more By involved now. with games yeah. than I am, probably. So. Um, well, that's true. He has played VR. Maybe he wouldn't no. break our VR. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We only I don't have know. the one. He hates, he hates spooky things, so. yeah, which is why it's hilarious better. that he's covering Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw with <laughs> us. <laughs> All right, so let's move to our last bit of podcast. We can talk about the box office this week. Are you ready? This is what happened ready. last weekend. So, hey. what? I said height. Height. Um, oh, they formatted this weird helm. Give me one second. Do, 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 do. I made the mistake of not bringing it up in advance. <laughs> Why are they not? They've not put numbers on these. That's weird. <laughs> I'm literally counting now in my head. Um, at number 20 is Cars 3. At number 19 is Wind River. So not doing great. Go and see that film because everyone likes it. Uh, number 18, An Inconvenient Sequel, The Truth to Power. Number 17, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. 16, The Big Sick. 15, Wonder Woman. 14, Baby Driver. <laughs> 13, Detroit. Uh, another film that people are going absolutely crazy for, but no one's yeah. really going to see. 12, War for the Planet of the Apes. 11, Despicable Me, which I just heard has now become the highest grossing animated franchise in history. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even beating like Shrek that. with all of its sequels, crazy. Toy Story. Any of that stuff, Despicable Me with four movies. Uh, number 10, Atomic Blonde. We just had a friend of ours, Lee, just went to see it, really enjoyed it. Yep. Noticed another one of our friends in it. Uh, number 9, Kidnap. Number 8, The Glass Castle. That's your face looks confused. I don't even know what Kidnap is. Nobody does. No, Kidnap's the one with, uh, what's her face? You know, Halle Berry as the mother who's got like, oh, yeah. it's like Taken, but with Halle Berry. Nothing. Mm. Uh, number 7, Girls Trip. Number six, Spider-Man colon, homecoming. Uh, number five, The Dark <laughs> Tower. Why? Coming of age story. <laughs> five, The Dark Tower. Not doing great. Number four, The Emoji Movie. Holding in there. God bless it. Number three, The Nut Job 2, colon, nutty by nature. <laughs> you can't say nut job and then colon. Yeah. And then nutty by nature. <laughs> Stop it. I know, they're doing it. You stop saying colon. Nope, can't do it. Number two, Dunkirk. Very proud of that film. Still, still there. Um, and at number one is Annabelle: Colon Creation. <laughs> God, it's just gonna like now that everyone has like pointed it out, it's just gonna keep getting worse and worse and worse. Oh yeah. Yes, it is. It is uh, worldwide at the moment. Number one is still Beauty and the Beast. By the way. How? What? Well, because of China and people like that. Freaking China. Oh, you know, China. You know, just blame everything on China. <laughs> Anything we don't like. Movies, Damn it. China. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, Transformers would be dead. That is all the geeking that we have for you this week. Um, I've yeah, been your host, Al White. You can find me on all the social medias as Mr. Al White. You can play video games with me as Mr. Al White. Um, or you can check out our film stuff by going to. I will run you over with his car. Well, I will. I will. In video games. Guaranteed. Uh, unless you're inside the car. Then I will consider not nobody gets you. inside of the car with you. <laughs> I've yet to see that. Um, and like I said in the mid outro, if you go to We Are Tessellate, then you can uh, see all of our stuff and type in We Are Geeks on iTunes. Subscribe. Thank you. Um, Katie Watson. Uh, you can send me mean tweets at my at Watson Dearest. 
Allie, where can people find you? You can call Al Boss Bitch on his Twitter at Mr. Al White. And you can find me on Instagram as Allie Sue. Getting sassy. <laughs> I <laughs> want it to happening. happen. If Katie's not going to get a mean tweet, we at least need someone to call you a boss bitch. It's going to be Shannon, isn't it? That's what's Shannon, gonna help Shannon, us out. Come on. You could fulfill all of our wishes, Shannon. <laughs> no, nah, she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> uh, James. Thank- <laughs> Thank you, both of you, I think, for joining me I on think. episode 74. We'll be back next I think Tuesday. The last Trying time to replace Katie and us. Allie will yeah. be invited on to the podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday <laughs> with episode 75. Uh, but this Friday, which is Friday the... What is this Friday? What's 18th. The 18th. The first Invasion of the Body Snatchers podcast will be going up. So you can join Ooh, the three of us again. Yeah. As we trawl through <laughs> Invasion of Body Snatchers 50s, Invasion of Body Snatchers 70s, uh, the Two Body 90s, Snatchers from the 90s, one, the 70s, faculty we threw in. Don't give 90s. things away. But it, I mean, it just is. I don't have to edit <laughs> it's that out. It's a fact. <laughs> the faculty in the 90s. Um, and then the Invasion with Nicole Kidman. And then we even threw in the Puppet Masters. That's a little freebie. Surprise. It's all free. It's really good. We should not pay for any of this other than us, emotionally. <laughs> um, and physically. I'm feeling pretty dead today. Yeah. Too many movies, too many podcasts. Rough life. And we're out. <laughs> Geeks. Geeks. Bye. <laughs>